Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Steigman, and with me, as always, is my best pal. <gasps> I'm Noel Schmidt. Yeah, you are. Yep, just today. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. Uh, welcome to this show where we uh, drink spirits and we talk about spirits. Yes. A.K.A. ghosts. And ghouls. And specters. And Goblins. phantoms. We haven't gotten to goblins yet. I'm not. I actually don't know very much about goblins. No, I know little, very little about goblins. Yeah. My least favorite part of the Harry Potter thing are the, are goblins. the goblins. Yeah, that's right. They own all the money. Yeah. Do they own the money or they? I think they watch it. They're in charge of the money. I don't know. Um, leave a note on Facebook if you know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> High Spirits Chicago on Facebook. Um, we also have a Twitter, High Spirits Chicago. Yep. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, High Spirits iTunes. Sorry, I just said iTunes as if there were one. Mm. They're bigger than that. It's very large. It's a large company. It's vast. So uh, on iTunes, we're <laughs> High Spirits Chicago Podcast. Part of the Apple Corporation. Yeah, sure. Are they a corporation? We are off to a great start Yep, tonight. we're killing it. Episode 18. Yeah. Um, Noelle, who are you sponsored by? Uh, tonight, I'm drinking Dearly Beloved. Ooh, that looks cool. Forever Red. Yeah, it's got a... a, a Skeletone. Yeah, like a sugar skull. Um, side note, Dearly Beloved is probably my favorite Bad Religion song as well. Oh. In case you guys are wondering, it's okay. a great tune. Yeah. It's, um, one of my favorite parts about the, uh, wedding ceremony. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how it starts. Oh, well, also because, like, Prince gets to say it. That's also... Dearly Beloved. Yeah. We are gathered here. That is also my favorite Prince song. Yeah. Let's Go Crazy, <laughs> right? No. Isn't that what it's called? Let's Go Crazy? Is Let's that... Get Nuts? Is Let's it, go crazy. That, yeah, that's that song. When he does the wedding vows, that's yeah. Let's go crazy? It totally is. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> cool. Just, hey, <laughs> hey, guys, um, speaking of... Um, what, wait, what are you drinking? Oh, shit. I'm drinking Bud Light with a, with a splash of lime. <laughs> <laughs> like a lady. Like a lady do. Wait, can I just say... You can. This is not Bud Light Lime. Jay actually oh, no. brings her own limes to the party. I do. Yeah. She squeezes a fresh lime. Uh-huh. None of that flavored shit. Fresh lime goes into that Bud Light, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Um, <laughs> Bud Light. It's the uh, it's the beer of royalty. <laughs> I almost split out spit out some of my dearly beloved. <laughs> um, guys, last episode, uh, the Roanoke episode. I um, got caught in a K-hole and made a series of errors. But uh, I just, instead of apologizing for myself, I just want to go back and uh, do a pickup. Yeah, let's do it. Noelle um, uh, texted me and she was like, you never talked about Croatoan. Um, Correctamundo. <laughs> Croatoan! <laughs> so just a quick pickup on that. Um, when I was talking about the last colony of Roanoke, uh, one of the clues, <clears throat> one of the only clues that um, people had to um, what happened to them was the words Croatoan carved into a tree. Um, now, the Croatoan were a small Native American group um, that lived um, <clears throat> right next to the colony of Roanoke. Um, Governor White um, reached Roanoke actually three years after he had last seen his family in Virginia. Um, and he was the one who found the colony completely deserted. Um, you guys might remember that the buildings had collapsed and, and um, uh, there were no, actually they hadn't really collapsed. They were kind of taken down and there were no people. Um, he, before his departure, he had asked um, the lead male colonist, whose name I don't have on me right now, um, that that uh, they would leave a message for him carved in a tree. Um, and this would be like if they had been forced to move or if something had happened um, and they had decided that that image would be a Maltese cross. And, um, if they had been moved by force. Mm-hmm. And so in the tree that they had decided that this message would be left on kind of like a bulletin board. Yeah. A little, little bulletin board. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no Maltese cross <laughs> because it was a cork tree. Uh, mayhap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there was no Maltese cross, which made Governor White think that, um, it hadn't been by force, but there were the words Croatoan. With a heart around it. So he knew everybody was fine. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think, yeah, it said Roanoke plus Croatoan. Yeah. The uh, letter four and then EVA. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Oh, they're fine. Um, 
anyway, long story short, uh, he, he thought maybe because of uh, disease and um, starvation that the, the very few <clears throat> people in Roanoke had just gone to join the Croatoan. Um, Governor White and those related to the people of Roanoke never saw their families again. They had no idea what happened to them. I mean, they spent a year apart, so they couldn't have missed them that much. Three years. Oh, three years. I mean, well, we talked about transatlantic. Right, right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> travel, which was no easy mm-hmm. thing. So anyway, that's Croatone for you. It's just a. It's the name of a, a tribe of natives um, that may have just um, uh, pulled the lost colonists into their tribe. And actually, there is a um, legend that uh, the descendants of the Croatoans in the Lost Colony um, are called the Lumbee, L-U-M-B-E-E tribe. Okay. <clears throat> so they had like a special position, I guess, in the Croatoan tribe, mm-hmm. and they were called the Lumbees. All right. No idea why. It's probably like a really derisive thing to say in their language. <laughs> probably means like... Probably terrible, yeah. <laughs> like, those likely to be sunburned. <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. Yeah. <laughs> um well thanks for that you're welcome sorry about that episode y'all don't be sorry it was great okay. especially if you're a fan of roanoke wherever wherever <laughs> it was a i liked it um <laughs> more to come on some of those places at some point sure i don't know um anything? Well, what are you doing so all right. I'm like nervous and anxious and excited. And this is, I've been kind of like. You're sloshing wine around on my wet ca- on my white couch. <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry. It keeps happening. <laughs> I, I actually like just filled my glass really full because I feel like I need to drink a lot because I've been like living and breathing this for days because I am into it. I'm excited. What is it? Uh, well, so this is something that is truly horrifying and it's one of those things where let me ask you this if it's a ghost you can kind of sometimes escape it because you can get out but what if you can't get out uh i don't know what if you're frozen i don't know and you can't move i'm talking about sleep paralysis oh sleep paralysis (laughs) um which is if you if you've ever experienced it i don't need to tell you because you know how horrifying it is um, I, it's something that I've actually experienced a few times in my life, uh, possibly more. Yeah, than me I know. too. Um, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about like, um, the form that I've experienced later as we get into that kind of stuff. But let me give you a little bit of a definition, especially for those who aren't familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Um, sleep paralysis is a phenomenon in which an individual either during falling asleep or awakening briefly experiences an inability to move, speak, or react. So it's kind of a transitional stage between um, wakefulness and sleep. Um, it's your your body, when you go into REM sleep, becomes paralyzed. And it it's a natural thing that your body does so you don't act out your dreams. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me, who tends to be a very animated person and does a lot of talking with my hands... As I'm doing right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is an important thing to happen to my body. Yeah. Otherwise, like, I've definitely, like, sleep slapped my husband oh my. before um, because I get really into my dreams. Yeah. Um, I'm not a sleepwalker, but I'm, I'm sleep activated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I talk a lot in my sleep and my um, eyes will be open. It's oh. been that way since I was a little kid. Really? Uh-huh. Interesting. My sister used to um, fuck with me all the time. Oh. That's awesome. People have had complete conversations with me yeah. um, thinking that I was awake. And, You're that person. Yep, I'm that person. My shrink and I talk about it. Cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, the whole, like, sleep is very fascinating to me because I'm somebody who probably, if I went to a sleep study, would be classified or, like, diagnosed with some kind of sleeping disorder because I've struggled with um, insomnia and various things throughout my entire life. Me too. That's why we're friends. That's why we're friends. Um, only because of our sleep disorders. Yeah, because you and I met, what, 3 a.m. when everyone else was sleeping? <laughs> that sounds accurate. Yeah, that's right. And here we are. Here we are. Um, we were just, like, wandering around in the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's asleep except for us. <laughs> um, so, the... Yeah, what your what your body does and, like, the things that happen during sleep is kind of a fascinating thing to me. 
Um, so, uh, what happens is that people, um, often, um, during this paralysis, uh, their brain becomes awake, but their okay. body's still asleep. So they, that's why they can't move. Okay. And, um, oftentimes because it's such a terrifying feeling to wake up frozen, your mouth can't even move. Like you can't voice anything. Um, there's that like that thing that some people do where you try to scream. I've done that. That muscle, like, yeah. like that you can't get it out. That's a, like the something that happens or occurs because people are trying so hard to get that out. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> so because you're in that state, your brain kind of goes, it's activated and it kind of goes a little bit. Is it weird to say that happens to me all the time? No, it's not. Okay. We'll get into that because you're not alone. Um, so because your brain's activated, um, it makes you, it can make you hallucinate and see things. And here's where the true terror comes in. So people, um, have these hallucinations where they see, um, what's called an intruder. Um, and this is, often like a shadow man, something like in the corner of your eye. There's also the feeling of um, pressure on your chest. You can't breathe. Like something's sitting on you. There's this awesome um, painting, this like from the Renaissance era of this woman like lying on this bed and she's like, um, like kind of like draped over and there's this little like, by the way, just in case you're wondering, <laughs> Noelle's doing all of this for me. <laughs> Keep talking to the people, but they can't uh, She's, like, <laughs> draped over this, this like, stone block thing. And there's this, like, devil, like, little goblin demon thing, going back to goblins, like, on her chest. Like, oh. looking looking out to, you know, breaking that fourth wall. Um, I will post that picture on her Facebook page. Um, it's creepy, but the thought is, is that the um, painter... Uh, was someone who suffered from sleep paralysis. And so he thought that was what was happening to him or possibly his lady friend or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. So like this goes aback. So, um, the other thing is the, the, so there's three things that happen or can happen to you. Um, it is, my notes are kind of all over the place. (laughs) So, um, there's the intruder, which will, and I'll go into these in greater detail. Um, there's also the feeling feeling of somebody on your chest, like I said, and that um, a lot of people classify as being an incubus. Oh, that's um, the do it ghost, right? The do it ghost. The, that's the male version. There's okay. also the female version of a succubus. Yeah. So it's basically... Go um, back to spectrophilia. Yes. It's a demon that um, will suck your energy while you sleep, more or less. And bone you. And bone you. <laughs> the other one, the third thing is a vestibular motor sensations, which is out of body experiences. Oh, okay. Um, so let's go. Yeah. So basically, so, so just kind of imagine this just to like really set the stage. You're for me, it's always when I've been asleep and I wake up. Yep. Some people it's while they're falling asleep. So let's say you're me, you're full on in sleep. Um, you're in the middle of a dream and you wake up like you're aware suddenly, but you can't move your body and you see things in your room and it leaves you with this feeling of dread. Like you're not alone. There's somebody watching you. There's nothing you can do until like you're trying everything in your power to like move it, like move a limb, move an appendage, something scream. You can't, you're stuck. Until finally your body's like, okay, I'm awake. Um, all right. So <clears throat> this is a real thing um, that 8% of the population experiences. So a lot of people that you know may actually have experiences. Like you and I both said, like, this is a thing that. Oh, yeah. Totally happens. Yeah. So uh, there <laughs> are several causes for it. Mainly it's sleep depri- deprivation. So. A lot of people, um, <clears throat> when you're in college, it's very common. Oh, that makes so sense. So when you're younger, when you're in school, it's a common thing for people because you're just so sleep deprived and your body's like on a weird schedule. It makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Um, it's genetic. Oh, 
So people who have um, sleep apnea uh, suffer from it quite frequently, actually, or can. So, like, my dad has sleep apnea, so I'm pretty positive. I've never asked him, but I'm pretty positive that he probably experiences it. Sure. Which yeah. makes a lot of sense to me, if you know my dad. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love my dad. Um, it's So, it's like, like it's linked to narcolepsy, migraines, and anxiety as well. Um, it also can be caused if you're sleeping in a supine, supine position, which is on your back. Okay. Um, it is 11% frequency of people who have um, sleep paralysis are depressed as well. So it's a common thing for that. And um, it's very frequent for people who have mental illness. Okay. So, I mean, none of these things are surprising. Let me take a drink because we're going to really dive in. Okay. All right. excited. So, um. The thing with um, sleep paralysis, there's two different forms of it. There's ISP, which is isolated sleep paralysis, um, which is infrequent, may occur once in a lifetime. That's kind of more or less what you and I have experienced. It's short, usually no longer than a minute. um, And it's typically associated with an intruder or the incubus. That is interesting. And I have to say this. Mm -hmm. Mine's neither of those things. Oh. Um, I am a twilight sleeper. Okay. Oh, so that means that, um, uh, in my dreams, I'm fully aware that I am asleep and dreaming. I just can't stop. Okay. So that's really interesting. So we're going to get there. Oh, that's something else. That's something else. Oh, whoops. Okay. No, no, no. But that's like, I'm like just in awe of you right now. I'm like looking at you like, oh my gosh, I want to know more. Um, the other form is recurrent isolated sleep paralysis which is a chronic condition, it can last up to an hour or longer. Oh, shit. Um, must, um, it's higher perceived um, out-of-body experiences, and they can these people can experience back-to-back episodes, sometimes in the same night. Oh, wow. So um, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but there's, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Nightmare, and it's all about sleep paralysis, and it follows um, eight people who suffer from it, and some of them are, and they're all pretty extreme case, cases. Um, like, it's it's really, really, really unfortunate for these people because they're just exhausted. Sure. Because they can't sleep. Yeah. Um, and like one person in particular, um, in in the the doc, like, it's just every night he knows he's going to sleep and it's going to happen. See, that's that's that awful feeling. And I think it's terrible. when I was a kid, that's why. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie has really affected me because I started having um, nightmares um, as early as I can remember. Right. We're going to talk about that, too, because that's a that's a connection. Oh. Both well, of those things, Nightmare on Elm Street and um, things that you see. Like, it's kind of like a compartmentalized um, Interesting. Having, yeah, I remember seeing that movie when I was a really little kid, and I was like, everyone else kind of was like, meh, horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. No, it's, me. <laughs> it's terrible. Because I really felt um, strangely connected to it. Yeah. Um, and I, I did. Um, my, part of my insomnia came from a fear of going to sleep because I knew I would be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, let's get there, too. But um, Am I sharing too much? No. I think, I think it's just really interesting because everything you're saying is like, I'm like, yes, I have that right here. Like, these are things that I won't say anything. I'll just that, say no, no, no. I think it's awesome. I love it because you're like proving this to be true. Um, so here are some symptoms in case you're not sure that this is happening to you. Um, you have visions and you can hear demonic voices. Um, when resistance is attempted, like if you try to like wiggle a finger or a toe, like a lot of people think that if they like, really concentrate on wiggling a toe that'll kind of wake them up. Um, I was talking about this at work yesterday and one of the girls was like, Oh my gosh, I have that. And I was like, tell me everything. And she said, I hear voices. Oh my God. And I was like, you hear voices. Okay. What else? And I said, do you see the intruder? Do you see the hat man? Which I'm going to talk about in a minute. Uh And uh, she said, no, I have like, I feel like I'm floating away. And I said, you have an out of body experience. So this happens to you all the time. And she was like, well, it's been, it's been not, it's been a while, but it happens pretty frequently. Yeah. So I'm like now like, 
honed in on her. Okay. And I just want to watch her all the time. Like, are you not getting enough sleep? Are you stressed out? Am I overworking <laughs> you? What's happening? Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was like, it's just really interesting to talk to people who experience this and like have them confirm these things. Yeah. Um, some people claim that there are ghost parasites or alien visits specifically in the U S alien, alien abduction is a, a thing. Okay. And so, and I'll get to that too. I know I keep saying I'm going to get to that. There's just so much. Um, and I'm way too excited about this. I love it. I came into Jay's place tonight and I was like, like I have so much to tell you. It was, I, I love this. You're really excited and smiling. I know. I like it so much. Um, so, um, this is kind of like what you were talking about. And this is something that I often experience as well. Where dreams and nightmares overlap. So, um, in addition to, like, seeing an intruder, hearing voices, or an out-of-body experience, there might also be confusion, which can occur as your dreams or nightmares overlap with reality. So, if you wake up from a dream but remain uh, paralyzed, sometimes your dream imagery can appear, like... In front of you. It's yeah, that's absolutely what that is. So like you have your eyes open, but you still see like hear like some of the stuff that's happening in and your dreams. It was dreams. like I'm 100 percent asleep. Yeah, despite those things being true, like I can sit up, I can I can. Oh, talk. so you can actually move? Yeah. Oh, that's I've never slept walk. I don't think. Okay. But I can do all of the things. So I, talk, I feel like that's something else. If you're um, able to, like, move your body and, like, be animated, that's a thing. That's not this. Oh. I mean, I can't say that I always can. <laughs> right. Because this is, like, you can't move. Oh, interesting. And okay. that's what makes it so terrifying. Okay. Um, but, I mean. It's still pretty terrifying. It's still, that's, like, crazy. Well, here's the thing. It's, like, I don't realize I'm doing it. Yeah. So I'm stuck. So it's, like, a weird version of, oh, that's so weird. So it's, like, I'm completely stuck and I think I'm in, I think I'm in the dream. And the problem is... Like, I can't, the dream is, like, um, just put on pause. Mm -hmm. So that's part of my insomnia. Because I know when I go back to sleep, which I will go back to sleep, that I will just start up in the same place. So once the nightmare starts, it doesn't end. Okay. That's awful. And I'm very sorry that you experienced (laughs) that. Thank you. Sorry about it. Um, Let's go back to this in general. Yeah. All right. So let me tell you a little bit about the people or, like. Otherwise, I have to see if you, you know, if you take United Healthcare. Um, <laughs> I, I think this counts as I therapy. don't because I think their CEO makes too much money. Oh, um, take that, United Yeah, what the heck, buddy? Way too much. What do you need all that for? Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. All right, let's talk about some of the experiences people have. So the intruder, um, specifically a common thing that people see is what is Shadow Man? He wears all black, a trench coat, and a wide-brimmed hat, um, or a fedora. Uh, he's sometimes described as being faceless, um, or it's blurred, and he has red eyes. Um, some people believe he feeds off of terror, paralyzing his uh, his victims to feed off their fear. Some believe him to be a protector. Oh. So that he's, like, some people are like, I feel that he's a peaceful presence. Okay. Um... And some believe that he works with other shadow men as they're often seen, seen together and he's the ringleader. So this is a common occurrence. And this is one of those things where like, this is a worldwide thing. Like this is not regional. Like this is a common occurrence that happens with, like I said, 8% of the world population. And the hat man is probably the most popular thing that people see. So this hallucination that people have like causes them to like see this man, in a wide-brimmed hat. It's really interesting to me. Um, if they don't see him, the intruder is a, sh- a shadow person. So often just like um, a long black figure, which is why um, <clears throat> a lot of times uh, it's they're mistaken as um, the greys or an alien abduction because sure. the greys are considered mm-hmm. to have the, the long, uh, thin body um, with the large round head. Um, the scientific explanation for the intruder is it's, you're at a hypervigilant state, um, created in the midbrain upon awakening. So it's an emergency response. It's activated and you feel just vulnerable to attack because you can't do anything. Interesting. It's kind of like how I feel when I'm naked. 
Like, I feel like I don't have any clothes on to protect me. And so, like, I feel like when I get out of the shower, it's my most vulnerable time of the day. <laughs> like, I could fall and, like, I mean, oh, I, fall, I see. I you know, like, yeah. I feel like my skin's more exposed to, like, injury than it would be if I were wearing clothes. clothes for- Which is, right now you're wearing a parka, with a parka <laughs> over it. Right. Which I think is good. I, like, I'm, like, constantly, like, bubble-wrapped because I'm so clumsy. Yeah. Like, what was that? snowsuits on. <laughs> right. What was that thing I said to you the other day? Dude, you texted me that you rolled your ankle, but no one noticed, so you got away with it. Well, I wasn't, I didn't want you to tell that part. Oh! <laughs> okay. No, I haven't gotten away from it, with it, but. What did you want, what did you want to say? No, because you were like, you need to wear something to protect your ankles. Oh, and I, I was told like, you to wear an ankle helmet? Yeah, and I was and I was like, oh, I need to get like I need to patent something, and I think I wrote like inflatables <laughs> instead oh, yeah. of like inflatables and inflatables. I was like, how does that sound? Patent pending, everybody. Yeah, I don't think it sounds very good. No, it doesn't. It sounds too much like tankles. It sounds too hard to say. You don't want to put your face on a product that sounds like inflatables. I'm gonna make that happen. Inflatables. <laughs> I think even when I was typing it, I was like, is that how I would spell it? No. Uh, moving on. Um, so then the other, the second one is the incubus or, um, so everything I read said incubus, but I feel like we could throw the succubus in there as well. Like let's bring the the lady in. Right. Um, so the incubus, um, is like I said, it's an evil presence, um, perceived to be attempting to suffocate the individual by pressing it heavy, heavily on the chest or strangulation more often, it's a weight on your chest. Like, you just feel pressure. Like, something's pushing down on you. Um, the scientific explanation for this is that it's a neurological explanation. Um, whole, uh, the sentence doesn't make sense to me that I wrote down. I am so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, the neurological explanation um, that this re- is that this results from a combination of the threat vigilance activation system and the muscle paralysis associated with sleep paralysis that removes voluntary control of breathing. Um, so science really attaches a lot of explanation to all of this and takes away some of the mysticism. And I just want to note that we're going to talk about that too. So don't worry. There's so much, you guys. Oh. <laughs> I've been like in the rabbit hole and I'm, I'm so far down. All right, moving on. Vestibular motor sensations, out of body experience, Floating away, leaving your body. Have you ever had that? I've had um, I've had the feeling of floating. Like I definitely have felt like I've been lifted up, but I always feel like I pull myself back down. Interesting. I've never had that. And there's a really I've envious. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you had the feeling of falling? Like I feel like yes, yes oh, falling. Yeah. All but the I've time. definitely yeah, I've definitely had the feeling of like I'm being lifted up. Um. But I, it's not where it's out of body where I see myself sleeping. I've never seen myself. Yeah. No. I've never gotten there. Like, cause I feel like I always pull myself back. Uh-huh. And there's an interesting thing with that too, actually, where some people, um, and in the, the, the documentary, the nightmare, one of the guys talks about it, how he actually like is, I think he says he's sitting on his bed and the hat man comes over to him yeah. And he's holding this, like, he's kind of towering over him. And he's holding onto this, like, silver string. And the guy pulls it and, like, climbs back into his body. And so... That's so fucked up. It's so that weird. That seems like something, like, Neil Gaiman should write right. immediately. Exactly. It's so bizarre. And, like, the thing... So the thing with the silver string is actually another common thing huh. um, for people who experience the out-of-body experience it basically it symbolizes um, an umbilical cord. So oh. it's almost like you're floating away from your body and that's what's connecting you to your corporeal body. And the thought is that if the hat man cuts the cord, you're dead. Cool. Yeah. It's also, totally a Neil Diamond thing. Sorry about it. Yeah. Well, you're not listening because you're dead. <laughs> um, <Right>. So... <clears throat> So the scientific explanation for the out-of-body experience is that um, in sleep paralysis, these mechanisms, which usually coordinate body movement and provide information on body position, become activated. And because there's no actual movement, induce a floating sensation. Okay. So that's, yeah, makes sense. So um, 
this again is some more like things that could cause it because nobody really knows what brings us on. Um, some people think it's parasomnia, which is a dysfunctional overlap of um, REM sleep and waking stages. So your body's just confused. What's it called? It's called parasomnia. Okay. Um, I've never heard of that. That's I've, I've never heard of it either, actually. So it's basically like your body's just kind of like doesn't know, like it can't communicate to each other. Never deep sleeps. Yeah. Interesting. Um, studies have found that people who suffer from sleep paralysis have shorter REM sleep latencies and shorter N REM and REM sleep cycles and fragmentation of sleep REM sleep. So that's again, like you never have that like completed, like deep sleep. Huh. Um, your neural functions. Which is probably why I haven't, I mean, I I don't even say the word crazy, but what you said before, like mentally ill probably happens. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Cause you, they, I mean, yeah. the, the lack of sleep will make you, mm-hmm. um, sorry about this phrasing guys. I know it's not PC, but crazy. Right. Yeah. It makes you a little wackadoo. I mean, yeah. I know when I'm, <laughs> when I'm suffering from insomnia or having some bad thoughts of sleep, like I'm definitely a little out of it and not altogether. Yeah. Like, you need it. You need it. It's yeah. real important. Get your sleep guys. Um, some other thoughts was that your neural functions that regulate sleep are out of balance. Um, almost no blocking of stimuli, making it much easier to wrap and arouse an individual. So that's kind of what you were talking about being a twilight sleeper is that you're never really completely under. So you're such a light sleeper that you could be awoken. Um, and then finally, uh, there's a problem of regulation with melatonin. So now, I mean, and which is kind of like melatonin is kind of, um, one of those things where people think it's like taking the actual melatonin pill is more of a placebo that it actually doesn't really do anything. Um, I've taken it before. And for me, like, I don't know if it like really does the trick for me, but I think it kind of like gets me there a little bit. Like I feel my body shutting down. Like I feel my body going away, but my brain is still kind of there. It's, it's interesting to me, but I think, a lot of people who do use it, like, it, if it works as a placebo, that's great, because you need sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I used um, to take melatonin. Hell, I used to take NyQuil all the time before I realized that was bad for you. I mean, sometimes you got to <laughs> smoke a bowl. Like, you got to do whatever you got to do to go to bed, sleep. That's all. Right. right. Um, so here, there are consequences, of course. Um, some of them being headaches, muscle pains, weakness, and or paranoia, which goes into, mm-hmm. that's a common thing for lack of sleep. I'm talking to you, Donald Trump. Oh my god, uh, stop. I mean we're gonna the man get, is paranoid. No, we're gonna we're gonna get uh our one <coughs> our one listener is gonna like troll us. I know, I'm sorry. But let me tell you this. Ariana Huffington, who in no way is a sleep expert, wrote a book about sleep. And um because <laughs> she's <laughs> become a little like that's her thing now, is how important it is to get sleep. And it's so important to get sleep. Right. That's but why Ariana Huffington. That was really good, actually. Yeah. But her thing, like, one of the things, and she obviously met with many doctors and medical professionals. I met professions. with many doctors in the medical profession. Translate everything I say as <laughs> yeah. Ariana. Don't. Um, but that's a big thing, is that if you... Well, that's a big thing. If you... How, how long until this gets old for people? Uh, just now. Right now. Um, uh, if you don't get, like, your seven to nine hours a night... Um, on a regular basis, you start to become delusional and become paranoid and you have like incomplete sleep and you have like things like this happen to you. So just saying anyway, <laughs> okay. let's talk a little bit about the history yeah. of this because it is rich. Um, so the original definition of sleep paralysis, uh, was codified by, Samuel Johnson in his Diary of the English Language as a Nightmare. So yeah, I love him. Mm-hmm. He made the dictionary. He sure did. Remember <laughs> that guy? I do. He created words. I do. Um, in middle school, did I tell you that I read the dictionary? Of course you did. Um, okay. Jay's really smart, you guys. No, that's not it. I just... No, that's... A really impressive. Like, the entire dictionary? The entire dictionary. See, this is why you know all the words. I, well, uh, maybe, but I, um, I think between seventh and eighth grade, I, like, would read maybe, like, 20 pages of the dictionary a night. That's 
crazy. I well. And awesome. And I think I tried to. We doing... weren't allowed to watch television, so we were reading a lot of books. Good for you. And I it mean, it's just a thing. We watched television. I attempted to do that with the Bible and failed at it. Don't tell my I dad. read the Bible at the same. I, I oh my read the Bible god, twice through during that same time period. Oh my god, amazing. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're. It's actually not a very good read. So, I mean, the I, dictionary. No, the dictionary is way more interesting. <laughs> Look at all these words yeah. and their definitions. Yeah, they're. they're I mean, I'm there just... are truly some some dead chapters of the Bible. That's all I'm saying. Oh, just boring. Right, you get to like numbers. Deuteronomy. <laughs> no, Deuteronomy is a barn burner. Oh, De- Deuteronomy is good. What's the one where they like everybody begat everybody? Genesis. That's Genesis. That's uh-huh. in the beginning. Uh, the first five are pretty pretty. Moses knew what he was doing with those first five. He wrote them. No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He totally did. No. According to my Catholic schooling, Moses wrote those five. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, was it Moses? Oh. Who wrote those? I, uh, God. Some guy? Your Catholic school, you should have told me that God Through Moses. No. Because he had a hand with a pen to write it down. <laughs> We're going to Google that later. And I'm going to prove to you. There was, we, you know what? We've talked about this before, and you came back and you were like, you're right, he did. I mean, I don't know if he, in fact, did, but it is claimed that he did. Let's, <laughs> let's go back to Ben Johnson, Samuel Johnson. Whoops, Ben Johnson. <laughs> I laugh at you. You're... My religious training says that um, God wrote the entire Bible. Wait, hold on a second. God damn it, we're doing this. <laughs> okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Okay, no. <laughs> Who wrote the first five books of the Bible? Recognizing? Moses. Moses. Okay. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. See, that's what I know. I didn't. I didn't really. Okay, yeah. So you're right. Uh, according uh, to tradition, Moses <laughs> wrote the first five. Books according to Google, <laughs> Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. Mic drop. Phone drop. I'm out. But Samuel Johnson classified sleep paralysis <laughs> as a nightmare. Um, <laughs> uh, such sleep paralysis was widely considered the work of demons, and more specifically, incubi. Um, which were thought to sit on chests of sleepers. So um, here's here's some um, history, uh, theater history, cultural history. Ooh, theater. Yeah, cultural history. In the 19th century Europe, the vagaries of diet were thought to be responsible. Um, for example, in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge attributes the ghost he sees to an undigested bit of beef, a blood of mustard, a crumb of cheese... A fragment of an undone potato. So one could argue that, like, Charles Dickens may have suffered from something like this as well, where maybe, like, that was kind of his inspiration. Uh Uh-huh. There was that Cosby Show episode um, about indigestion. Yes. Yeah. He always ate the big sandwiches. (laughs) The subs. Oh, I want the hoagie. He wanted the hoagie. Yeah. And Claire was always like, don't do that. You're going to get nightmares. Right. And then, like, the salami talked to him or something. Don't do that. You're going to start slipping roofies into ladies' drinks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and look at what happened from eating that hoagie. I know. Direct right? result. Sure. Uh, all right. Um, so, uh, in the 19th century, they really thought it to be based on diet. So... Um, that's the first time that people really started talking about this was then, but they thought that like, if you eat better, um, this would, this would, uh, cure it. But there were also things like moderate exercise, um, having a, uh, if you have a sedentary occupation, um, that will cure it. Like you're not moving all the time and you're not stressed out. A sedentary occupation will solve nightmares? Yeah. Huh. They sh- people should particularly avoid applying themselves to study or bodily labor immediately a- immediately after eating. Going to bed before the usual hour is a frequent cause of a nightmare or nightmare. 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 Oh. Um. Uh. Or for the patient to sleep too long or lie awake at night. So, 
passing the, a whole night or part of a night without rest likewise gives birth to the disease. So they thought they actually thought it was a disease. Sure. Um, and um, indulging in sleep too late in the morning is also a, was also thought to bring this on as well. So basically, in the 19th century, they believed um, that it was very important to follow, like, have a like, very strict sleep regimen. Sure. And I mean, and honestly, like even today, that's basically what they're saying is like, go to bed, like have a routine. Don't sleep on your back. Don't stress yourself out. Be healthy. You can avoid this. I don't know how true that is, but because I don't do any of those things. I don't sleep on my back. You don't sleep on your back? I'm a side sleeper. Oh, okay. Now you all know. Um, J.M. Barry. What? I'm moving on. J.M. Barry. <laughs> you said J. and Barry, but you mean J.M. Barry of um, Peter Pan. You know him. Okay. Um, they, it's, it's, I was like, J.M. and Barry did what? I don't know Barry. <laughs> Who is this Barry? What did I do? Did I do it when I was um, in Twilight Sleep? <laughs> possibly. Uh, J.M. Barry, um, who is the author of Peter Pan, was thought to have suffered from sleep paralysis. Uh, he said, in my early boyhood, it was a sheet that tried to choke me at night. A sheet ghost. Yes. Um, <laughs> he also described several incident, incidents in Peter Pan that indicate that he was familiar with an awareness of the loss of muscle tone whilst in a dreamlike stage. So, like, for example, Mamie is asleep but calls out, um, what was that? It is coming nearer. It fe- It is feeling your bed with its horns. It is boring for you. Um, blah, 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 blah. So... A lot of, like, if you kind of go back to Peter Pan, a lot of the way that he describes, like, the way the kids are sleeping and the way that, like, they're sleeping in the house um, kind of is reflective of sleep paralysis. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, now, another thing I want to talk about is the night hag. The night hag? Yes. So, the night hag. I love the way you say hag. Hag. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. I'm the Wisconsin sorry. comes out of me. The night hag. Um, is, um, a generic name for a fantastical creature from the folklore of various people, um, who suffer from sleep paralysis. Now, when I told you I was nearing this the other day, you actually brought up the hag and I said, no, it's a shadow man. I actually told you something without, that's so interesting. And I was like, I was one time, um, I woke up and I was being choked by a dead old lady. Right. And, and you were like, no, you weren't. And I was like, and okay. I was like no, 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 that's not it. Um, so there really is a night hag. There is a night hag. I actually didn't know that was a thing. And I was totally wrong. I was at a friend's house. So I'd like I was to... being choked by an old lady. Well, and it... I actually saw her. Well, I'd like to apologize to you and tell you that it did happen. Okay, well, thank um, you. <laughs> but I think, I think what happened was is that you kind of got in my head, and I immediately was like, why does it have to be a woman? And why does she have to be a hag? Like, you're in my head now, buddy. Um, Dude, I didn't say hag. I just said <laughs> no, but that's an what old she's... woman was choking right. me in my sleep. No, but that's actually what she's referred to. I would um, never say that. I'm a feminist. I know you are. But I, like, immediately was, like, on the defense. And I was like, it's a man (laughs) with a hat. Um, Whom I have never seen, but I have seen uh, this lady. Okay. Um, She's real. So uh, a common description is that um, a person feels a presence of a supernatural, malevolent being, which immobilizes a person as if um, sitting on his or her chest. And a lot of cultures have named this character... um, it's some version of like a night hag or oh. like an old woman. Um, for example, it's referred to as, I'm going to pronounce this totally wrong, Pandafeche attack in Italy. Um, among Cambodians, it's called the ghost that pushes you down. Um, a gin attack is in Egypt and actually like the gin, um, which is like, an evil spirit for a lot of like Middle Eastern um, cultures is like a very common uh, way that they describe this happening. But a lot of cultures actually believe that it is a woman. Um, So uh, the first clinical observation that was made was by a Dutch physician in 1664 who diagnosed a 50 year old woman with a nightmare. 
um, which is which was in Dutch a nachtmare. Love it. Um, and it was believed to be caused by demons or spiritual possessions until the 19th century when it was termed sleep palsy and then eventually sleep paralysis. So um, I kind of talked about prevention where like maintaining a sleep schedule, um, reducing stimulants um, and stress. Um, and then some people also believe that prayer and like calling out to Jesus um, or like committing yourself to Jesus has cured them of it as well. Like one person in that documentary was like, I never believed. And then one night I was like, Jesus Christ, you're my Lord and savior. And it went away. Huh. And so some people firmly believe that that is what has cured them or saved them. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, really quick. Um, Why not? I, I mean, mean yeah. you could like scream out like, okay, when's you deserve another Academy award. And it never happens again. And it never will. Oh, um, <laughs> I just like any any sort of thing that you scream out to give yourself strength. Right. It's kind of like last night when I was putting my daughter to bed and she uh, wanted, she said that she was scared to be in her room alone and I gave her her wand and I was like, use the magic of your wand to like dispel any bad guys that come in your room or anything you're afraid of. And I was like, you can say like abracadabra or whatever. And she was like, what if I wave it and say, I wish I could watch Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> She is way too smart for oh. you. <laughs> and I know how to... Can I say this, though? Yeah. That's such a cute motherly thing. I know, right? You're so amazing. <laughs> nope. But thank you. Um, and then I was like, oh, gosh, what if she stabs herself with this wand in her sleep? Why would she do that? I don't know. She could roll over and hurt herself. I don't uh, know. Why do you have a metal barbed wire wand? <laughs> She really liked it, you guys. Um, <laughs> Next time, I just gotta get a cloth one. Noted. Um, all right. I like the tip of her wand is like serrated. It's a serrated blade. Don't hold that too close to your knife or to your eye. Sorry, to your knife. <laughs> you just called it a knife. Oh man. All right. By wand, I mean knife. <laughs> Okay, there's. I want to like breeze through this next part because I really want to get to alien abduction. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. So I just, just to kind of like give you an idea of the folklore of, um, from other cultures, because this spans so far. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to touch on a few of these. So in Scandinavian folklore, sleep paralysis is caused by a mare, uh, a subnatural, a supernatural creature related to incubi or succubi. Um, the mare is a damned woman who is cursed and her body is carried mysteriously during sleep without her noticing in this state. She visits villagers to sit on their rib cages while they're asleep, causing them to experience nightmares. Um, there's a Swedish film called Marianne, which examines the folklore around it. Um, this, I think, is kind of so. This is kind of goes back to the Hag thing. Folk in um, Newfoundland, South Carolina, and Georgia describe the negative figure as a hag um, who leaves her physical body at night, sits on the chest of her victim, and then the victim wakes up in terror. Um, this nightmare, nightmarish experience is described as being hag-written in the Gula Lord. The old hag was a nightmarish spirit in British and also um, Anglophone North American folklore. Huh. Yeah. In Fiji, Ooh. Uh, it's interpreted as a kanatavoro, which is being um, eaten by a demon. That's what it translates to. Um, the demon can be the spirit of a recently dead relative who has come back for some unfinished business or has come to communicate some important news to the living. Often per persons sleeping near the afflicted person say, Kanya, Kanya, which is eat, eat, huh. um, in an attempt to prolong the possession for a chance to converse with the dead relative or spirit and seek answers as to why he or she has come back. Um, the person waking from the experience is often asked to immediately cure, uh, curse or chase the spirit of the dead relative, which sometimes involves literally speaking to the spirit, telling him or her to go away. Um, in Nigeria, um, ISP, which is the um, infrequent one, appears to be far more common and recurrent among African, uh, African people or people of African descent. Um, and it's often referred to in African communities as the devil on your back, Oh, which is something we've all heard before. Yeah. Um, 
in Turkey, this one I think is really interesting. In Turkey, it's called Karabasan, and um, it's similar to other stories of demonic visitation. Um, the supernatural um, being is called a sin, which is spelled like jinn. Um, and it comes into the victim's room, holds them down, like we know. To get rid of the demonic creature, one needs to pray to Allah by reading Al-Falak and Al-Nas from the Quran. Um, and moreover, in some derivatives of the story, the, uh, the sin has a white hat, the hat man. Oh. And if the person can show courage and take its hat, the, um, the sin becomes its slave. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> and then... I once stayed in a hotel in Turkey, in Ankara, that had bed bugs. And um, that's pretty much it. Okay. That was, that was very sleep disturbing. I would... Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't sleep at all. I didn't know um, they were there. My friend Mouse and I, like, jumped up uh, out of bed, like, to real quick showers and, like, got the fuck out of there. Because it was, like... Yeah. I would, too. A dilapidated... That sounds awful. Place. Yeah. So, oh man, I feel like I'm missing a page here, which is a bummer, but I think I can talk about it. Um, so, uh, oh no, it's right here. Sorry. Um, the United States and the Southern United States, it's often referred to as witch riding. The, the sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. Um, and in Eastern Chinese folklore, it's thought that a mouse can steal human breath at night. Human breath strengthens the mouse, allowing it longevity and the ability to briefly become human at night. In similar fashion to fox spirits, the mouse sits near the person's face and or under their nostrils. Oh, yeah. I don't care for that. No. All right. So let's let's quickly get into some of the other non um, sciency things about it. <laughs> <laughs> so some people believe that alien abduction is real, um, and uh, that. It may be sleep, like sleep paralysis is a real thing, but um, it's not necessarily, it's not the same as, or alien abduction is a completely separate thing. So um, <laughs> uh, there's this, it says that this thing that I found that says, uh, encounters with real humanoid intruders end when the non-human exists through walls or vanishes, or you will be compelled to sleep um, with an exclamation point. Sure. So. Let's begin. Um, <laughs> no, you're so excited. Uh, there are other possibilities that it's not sleep paralysis, that it has actually demon activity. And I put demon activity in question marks because I couldn't find anything about it. But people kept saying, like, it might be demon activity. But I wanted, like, legitimate things and not people that were a little wackadoo yeah. with their terrible websites. So... <laughs> Kind of abandoned that, but we'll, maybe we'll come back to that because I feel like we have to revisit some of this stuff because yeah. there's so much. Um, this I think is really interesting, and if you've watched the movie, the the Insidious movies, this absolutely not. I know you haven't, but maybe one of our listeners. Oh, I think, okay. One of you our pointed two, at me. I know. <laughs> you and you to the room. Maybe one of our two listeners has watched those movies, which are pretty good. Um, this kind of coincides with that, uh, with out of body experiences. Um, and shadow people may be connected through astral projection. Okay. So, um, or interdimensional travel. So, um, meaning that the shadow people could actually be like people who are astral projectioners. Okay. I don't know if that's actually like a term, um, but they're sleepwalking or they're walking about through different dimensions or different places as they project themselves to different spots. So if you're not familiar with astral, um, projection it's basically believed that um the soul is connected to a person's body but they're able to leave the body while the while the the soul is able to leave the body and travel to different places that's awesome interdimensionally often so um i really i think that's that's actually, an, uh, kind of like jonathan strange and mr norrell if anyone's read that book i haven't okay it's but about it, magic yeah but it's it's an interesting theory yeah um, so, which kind of, like, makes that silver umbilical cord thing kind of, I don't know, like, are you carrying that around with you the whole time? Is it, like, trailing behind, like, how long is this umbilical cord? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, um, the reason why I liked what you just said is it sort of plays with multiverse, and it sort of plays with, right. um, it, a higher concept of, like, dimension, which I think is interesting, 
which we have not talked about on the show at all. But I mean, there could be some rational explanation, maybe that right. we see ghosts because they are inadvertent visitors, mm-hmm. and that's why maybe we see them and they don't see us. Right, and that's a thing. Um, that's a newer thought process. Thought process and a newer theory for alien abduction as well. And I don't think it's necessarily newer, but it's becoming a little bit more um, apparent or out there yeah. where they're not necessarily traveling from outer space. It's an interdimensional thing. Like there are people who claim to have been abducted where they talk about um, the, the walls of their room, like their bedroom, like disappearing huh. and like these visitors coming in, like through this light into their room. Weird. Um, and they like, don't necessarily even leave their room. Like they come in and they just kind of like monitor them and observe them. So, yeah, I mean, there's, like, all of these, like, new interesting theories. But while we're on the page of um, alien abduction, I went to this website called (laughs) dailybrainfreeze.com. And, uh, you guys, I'm so into this right now. I know. Um, Can I just tell you guys, the only reason why I have a problem with alien abduction is I feel like aliens are so... I do believe that there has to be... Uh, intelligent life in the universe. Yeah. I believe that they were here before. Yeah. And they left us. Right. And I don't think that they would be bothered with who we are and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they care. Well, I mean, they're... So it, to me, it's very hard to believe that, like... I mean, some, some, people... some genius species from another planet, like, really gives a shit about somebody and, like... Montana and takes them up into a saucer. It just doesn't make any sense. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree with you on that. And like, if you, if you know anything about the Roswell crash, um, which I happen to know a little bit about, uh, <laughs> the, their science is so far advanced where it's like, why would you even waste your time with us? Unless like there's a threat where like their world is dying and they need, you know, like need our resources or something like that. But like, I, yeah, it's, I, I'm totally on the same page with you where it's like, they're so far ahead of us. Like in 1947, they had the spaceship that, um, if you, if you believe it, which I do, which I will come out and say that I do, um, uh, this ship was basically made of this lightweight material that felt like tinfoil, but you could crush it into a ball and it would smooth out in front of you with no creases or anything. And they traveled that like light years to get here. And it's like, we can't do that. Like, that's impossible. Um, so why do they need us? Other than maybe they're fascinated? I don't really know. But let me tell you this. Okay. Dailybrainfreeze.com <laughs> has this list of 10 ways to know you've been abducted. Oh, no. And it's awesome. <coughs> Number 10, cataclysmic dreams. Number 9, implants. They're not metal, but more like a biological seed which will merge and grow with your central nervous system, like a BB under your skin. Interesting. Number eight, numb limbs. Most likely caused from doing a test of the implant should only last 24 hours. It also has a note that, um, this is a direct quote, MS can also cause some of these symptoms and so will a stroke, but believe me, (laughs) you will know if it is something more as it will progress. These tests do not last long and will always come right after your implant, so you can expect it. Do you have an implant? Um, no, I don't think so. I used to have I used to have nightmares um, when I was a kid that aliens would land in our backyard and come to our house, and I thought they were for my uncle, and I'd be like, "No, he lives next door." <laughs> like that was a recurring nightmare of mine. So maybe I was visited. You've got the wrong house. He's next door. I I never, you know, I never had a thing with aliens. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he knows that I had that dream actually. Well, it's because I kind of grew up with them. Yeah. Like, um, I'm being super cryptic. I know you are, but you Uh, must be. I have to. All right. Uh, number seven, (laughs) you have a sudden interest in aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I love that one. <laughs> How do you know you're on the beach? You have sand in your ass. <laughs> Number six, you're missing time. Sometimes time has also been gained and is either a clue or a gift. Okay. You know what? I would love some extra time. 
like right now because we're running late. We're running. We're we're gonna go over. All right. Number what was that? Number five. Number yeah. four. Number five. Ten. Uh, sunburns. Obviously from a radiation bath. Sunburns. Yeah. <gasps> Obviously from a radiation bath. Okay. You burn pretty easily. I, so I I have a sunburn right now and it's winter. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an implant? Uh. Not in my brain. All right. Do you have a sudden interest in aliens? No. Nope. All right. Number four. A sudden sense of purpose or direction. I have that. Yeah. Oh. I feel like that might be related to something else. Oh. Um, so activists or people looking for a change in things for the better might have been abducted. <laughs> Uh-oh. Number three. Dreams of aliens. Don't know. I did. <gasps> Yikes. Number two, conscious memories. This is also a direct quote. Quote: It is rare, but it does happen sometimes. Usually there is a higher purpose for allowing you to have these memories, but once in a while there was a glitch, and you were just accidentally able to remember. Schizophrenia can also cause this, but with psychosis being a mental escape using chemicals and hormones the brain makes, it can properly it can be properly properly diagnosed and treated. A good psychiatrist will know the difference. Okay. <laughs> Noted. And number one, clothes removed. Alien immune systems are perves, right? I love. I well, love the, wait, hold on. Alien people and ghost people always think that they're uh, aliens and ghosts are doing it with them. No, 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 here's why, man. It just, it just is like, every single story is like, and then I saw a ghost, and you're like, okay, cool, and then it fucked me. And then I was naked. (laughs) Suddenly I met an alien, and we had sex. No clothes. All right, guys. Uh, here's the, but here's why. Alien immune systems can't handle our germs. So. Wait, that's why we have sex with them? So, no, they don't have, they, they strip us of our clothes because our clothes are contaminated with, like, pet hair and shit. Bad, bad bugs. Uh, okay. I don't know. This is just like dailybrainfreeze.com. Okay. This is their list and it seems legit. <laughs> yeah. Let me stack my papers here. Uh, all right. I talked to you about um, the nightmare, the documentary, but I want to just mention this one thing, kind of what you talked about before. And like, I'm going to close out pretty quickly. Um, one thing in the nightmare that I think in the documentary, which everybody should watch, it's it's terrifying. It's really, really good. And you really feel bad for these people. <laughs> if their lives are just very unfortunate. Would I be too scared to see it or can I see it? No, I think you should watch it. I think okay. you'd like it. Um, it suggests that the intruder is a compartmental... I'm so sorry. Um, it suggests the intruder is a compartmentalized memory from something the victim had watched. And I have, i.e., Freddy Krueger. Oh, aliens, okay. The Aliens from Communion, the movie uh, Communion, uh-huh, which is based uh-huh. on that book. Remember after V, yeah. the miniseries, everyone thought they were having alien encounters. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's one of those things where it like kind of locks in. So one of the guys was like, the hat man resembles Freddy Krueger. Because the, the uh, first time you see Freddy Krueger in Nightmare on Elm Street, he's standing in that alley... And it's a silhouette of him with his head kind of down, and he's holding onto his hat, and you just see that. So let's talk about Freddy Krueger. Um, Wes Craven based the character of Freddy Krueger on the true story of men dying in their sleep, mostly Asian and specifically Hmong men, um, and it was happening in California. So the deaths peaked in 1981. 116 men died in their sleep. Holy shit. Mostly Asian. Um, And... It was such an epidemic that they actually um, uh, called it sudden unexpected nocturnal death syndrome. Suns. S-U-N-D-S. I can't. I'm losing my voice. Um, It was rechristened as the Brugada syndrome, which is um, now the treatment is actually an implantable cardioverter defibrillator. So. Like a pacemaker? It's like a pacemaker kind of. So basically what it was was they found out that these guys were suffering from um, sleep arrhythmia. So if you know anything about the Hmong community, um, like in Wisconsin, uh, there's a large Hmong community, um, in Milwaukee and in Green Bay, um, which they were exiled from. Same with Minneapolis. I think Vietnam, Cambodia. Cambodia. And they went to Laos, I believe. And then they actually fled there to the States 
And so a lot of people believe that in the late 70s and early 80s, why these men were dying was because it was a huge culture shock for them to be here. Um, they were stressed out because they were trying to find work. Um, and, um, they, you know, they were worried about raising their families. And in addition to that, they had like this heart condition. But they also believe that these men possibly suffered from sleep paralysis. And because they were so stressed out and because of their heart condition, they were frightened to death. Oh, we've heard so many. Um, by the way, there have been so many people in history, in folklore, frightened to death. Yes. Scared to death. Scared to death. Which is sleep paralysis, huh? So Dr. Michael McGee, who was a U.S. Um, Minnesota medical examiner, stated that these men... He stated to the New York Times that he believed these men were frightened to death. And because of all of these conditions, like all these things accumulating together, new country, culture shock, possible sleep paralysis, stress, boom, just like explodes your heart almost. Um, and interestingly enough, in Among Culture, they have a nightmare monster called the Dab Sog, which is spelled Dab, D-A-B, Sog, T-S-O-G. Wow. And I put more in this later because I really want to dive into that because it's yeah. a really, like, for another episode because it's a really fascinating so interesting. story. So, yeah. Um, so, we'll end there with sleep paralysis. There's so many, like, offshoots and, like, cultural monsters and ghosts and theories from different regions of the world that I would love to talk about another time. And so, because um, it's just, there's just so, 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 so much. But cool. we need to stop here. Yeah, I mean, it's we're over. Um, Noelle, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. I feel like I've been talking, like, a mile a minute. No, you've been killing it. I wanted to, I wanted to say everything I had to say. I love it. Noelle, who's your sponsor? Uh, dearly beloved. Dearly beloved. <laughs> dearly beloved. Yes. <laughs> um, my sponsor is Bud Light with um, actual lime inside of it, um, which, by which I mean I cut it up and I put it in there. It's a real lime. It's a real lime. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stagman, and this is Noelle. And Noelle has something terrible to say to you. Sweet dreams. <laughs>